Welcome back to the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's been a few weeks since I've been here. I apologize. So I'm not going to lie. It is currently snowing right now and there's some background noise possibly in this. So I do apologize if it is crazy, but I haven't been on here in a little bit and I have a lot to share and I wanted to get going. So it's currently January 7th. That means all New Year's resolutions have started, if not all. And some of them might have already been broken. It's been seven days into January. So it's all about keeping that consistency and really setting a bar and, again, being consistent. So I want to give you five ways to set goals that are actually going to help you stay in those goals, keep you accountable, keep you in that time frame, and for you not to give up. Because, unfortunately, this is time of year Everyone does a New Year's resolution. Most of it's going to be trying to lose weight and people just don't stick through with it. This is also the time of the year the gym gets super crazy busy. It gets a little frustrating for those who have been working out consistently for the last few years. And now, of course, January is the month where you can't get any equipment. It's frustrating and it's because you have all these new people in there that set their New Year's resolutions and they're most likely going to quit because they didn't do their goals properly and they set themselves up for failure. So I'm going to give you five tips that will help you set the goals, set them correctly and keep you accountable and consistent and you won't give up and you'll just keep going. So number one is going to be be realistic. This is the one that everybody should be telling everyone be realistic when you're setting goals, but Nobody follows it. Everyone seems to forget of how to be realistic. And people just want to lose weight and drop pounds right away. Like, right away. A lot of news resolutions are crazy amounts of weight. Like, say, 20 pounds in two months or 20 pounds in, like, three months. Like, I want to be this amount of weight by March. When you don't get there it gets really defeating and very frustrating. And this is why people quit. This is why people give up is because they set an unrealistic goal right off the bat. So one, that is why most of them fail and most of them quit. So be realistic when you are setting your goals. 20 pounds, in my personal opinion, six to eight months is my timeline to lose 20 pounds. 20 pounds is a lot of weight. And 20 pounds means that you are going to need a big lifestyle change, most likely. And when people do lifestyle changes overnight, it's not going to work. And that's, again, unrealistic goal setting, why people quit right off the bat and give up because they don't they don't want to be patient for it. They don't want to do the work. They just want to be quick, easy, snap of the finger, and that's it. Doesn't work like that, unfortunately, in this industry. I really wish it does, but it doesn't. So let's be realistic. If you're trying to lose weight, set a number in your head, but also think of the time and the work and the effort you're going to put in with it. It's not just going to be going to the gym twice or three times a week. It's going to be the nutrition. It's going to be the sleeping. It's going to be the snacking. It's going to be all of it. So you might give a number of, again, 20 pounds, but think of everything else that goes into it. 
be realistic when you're ever setting a goal in your head. So that is tip number one, be realistic. It's very simple. Number two is going to be giving yourself time and rest days. So what I mean by this is give yourself one accountability and one, give yourself credit, but two, give your time give yourself some rest as well in between. So I don't want you going to a gym for six, seven days a week in a row. I've been there and I've done that. And let me tell you, I was exhausted. I wasn't getting the me time that I needed. I was getting me time in the gym, but I wasn't getting me time at home, if that makes any sense. And there is a difference. There is 100% a difference. Me time at the gym is basically getting all my anxiety, my rage, my anger, my frustrations out in the world is at the gym. That's me time at the gym. But when I'm having me time at home, I'm sitting on a couch with my dog, watching TV, getting caught up on some shows, chilling out, relaxing, giving my body a rest. I'm not overworking myself. I am just chilling. And that's me time at home. There's a huge difference because the me time at the gym just struggles about everything and just wants to get all that anxiety out and pushes myself beyond beliefs versus the me time at home. I'm just chilling. Huge difference. They're both very important one to do, but you have to give yourself that time to have a break and a rest day. It's very crucial. Going to the gym six days a week is not going to ultimately give you the results right away. But two, it's going to make you burnt out. It's going to make you, again, give up and you're being unrealistic and you're going to start failing because you're not going to be motivated. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how the story goes when you go that many times a week. You burn yourself out and it's exhausting. So give yourself the time, give yourself the rest days. Whenever you are starting a new journey, especially in the fitness industry, I highly recommend two to three times a week to start. Start at two if you're very, very new and extreme beginner start at two days a week if you're a little familiar with the gym then maybe go three times but two to three times a week is more than enough to start your journey you do not have to start going five days six days a week right off the bat that's for more advanced people going five days a week and even five days a week is enough four days a week is enough Everybody is different. Everyone has to find their balance and what's going to work for them but going six to seven is to me very unhealthy and I don't agree with it So give yourself that time and that rest. Number three is also do it with a friend. Find somebody to help motivate you and keep you accountable. So do it with a friend. Do it with your husband. Do it with your wife. Do it with whoever. Just try to get someone to do it with you. Having a partner for everything makes life easier. And at the end of the day, you guys become best friends too because you guys are going through this journey together. So even if you're not like best, best friends with someone who wants to do the same goals as you, that's okay because guess what? You most likely are going to become best friends after this journey because you're doing things together to help better yourself and become a healthier version of yourself. So find someone to do it with. It's very simple. It's easy. I mean, if you can't find anybody to do it with, find someone on either Instagram or TikTok or somebody who influences you and you really like and motivates you and follow their content. Maybe that'll help you out too in a sense. But having a buddy always makes things better. It always makes it better because again, you're doing it with somebody. If they're going to the gym, you're going to the gym and there's no lazy days. No more lazy days. You have someone to go grocery shopping with and do healthy grocery shopping with. Like it just it's all all the things. So grabbing a friend doing together is always fun. 
Number four is also remind yourself of what you're doing and why you're doing it. So again, being realistic, giving yourself time, doing it with a friend, and then also now reminding yourself. Now, the reminder is usually when you're really at the lowest point of your journey and you're just like, I need to give up. That's when you need to remind yourself why. Why are you doing this? What is the reasoning? Is it for a wedding? Is it for a vacation? Is it for your health? Which all of it should be for your health, but some people just care about just how their body looks for the day or a week. But regardless, what is your reasoning? What is your why? Your why factor is going to, again, motivate the shit out of you. It's going to then remind yourself, oh, okay, I am doing this for a reason. There is an end game at the end of this, and I got this. Now, when I mean an end game, I mean there's a reason why you're doing it, and you will accomplish it, but you do have to stay with it, though. So don't think by I mean end game, I mean this is just a one-time diet thing, and then that's it. Your body will stay that forever. No, you have to be consistent, and you have to maintain it after that, but... There is a reason why you're doing this. There's a reason why you're interested in losing weight in the first place or either gaining weight or whatever your fitness goal is. Um, There's a reason. Either it's a mental reason where you just, you're insecure or again, you're going on vacation and you want to wear a bathing suit and feel comfortable in your own skin. Every reasoning is valid. You don't have to tell anybody your reason. Just tell yourself your reason and keep reminding yourself of that reason. That's very, very important because, again, that will keep you, again, accountable. And it remind yourself on those days where you want to eat those french fries and you just want to shove your face with Doritos of why you're doing it. That's your little reminder to yourself. And I, I sometimes do it to myself all the time. Like my wedding's in a week and a half. I wanted to shove my face with Doritos the other day. And I didn't because I had to stop myself. I'm doing it for my wedding. So, again, everyone has a reason. There's always a Why? Figure it out and go with it and give yourself those reminders when you're really just needing it. And last but not least, don't change your habits overnight. So number five, don't change your habits overnight. I mean this by, again, if you're losing, if you're trying to lose a drastic number of weight, you're going to have to change habits, meaning you're going to have to change your snacking. You're going to have to change your food probably most likely because you're probably not eating healthy as it is. So you're going to have to go into the more nutrition side of and some vegetables in, getting some healthy fats in, stuff like that. And it's not going to happen overnight, especially if you're someone that's used to eating fast food and you're going to go from turkey meat and like rice, for example. It's a huge lifestyle change right there. You're not going to do it within a day. You're not going to do it within a month. That stuff takes time and patience and consistency that you really have to kind of figure out for yourself. And again, do it slowly. Don't just do it overnight because if you do it overnight, you're not going to stay with it. You're going to lose sight of it and you're just going to be like, why am I doing this to myself? And then again, you need to remind yourself and sometimes it's not enough and then you just fall off the bandwagon and you give up. So do things slowly. This is a journey. This is not a competition. This is your life. You should care enough where you should understand things are just not going to happen overnight. Nothing is that easy. And if someone's promoting that that is that easy, then they are giving you false shit. And I'm sorry to say that, but it is 100% true. This is such a journey. 
This is a, such a rewarding journey. It's not always easy. It's not always fun. But at the end of the day, you get it done. And you just keep pushing through it and powering through it. And that's what's going to make you a healthier version of yourself. It's going to be a mental game too. And you have to be prepared for that. It's a journey. It's not going to be all rainbows and butterflies. But changing your habits overnight is just not going to be the way to do it. Do it over a month. Start with also one thing to a week. Like if you don't sleep, if you sleep for only six hours a day, try doing eight hours one week. And then the next week, change your diet up a little bit. Then the following week, you start adding like vegetables in. Like do things slowly and controlled. That's what's going to keep you accountable and sustainable and keep it going. I hope these five tips do make sense of being realistic. Give yourself some time and rest. Do it with a friend. Remind yourself and don't change your habits overnight. I hope these tips really do help you. I know they personally had helped myself. I was one of those people, again, in January where I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get fit. I wanted to get abs. I wanted to do all these things. And let's be real. It didn't happen right away. It's the truth. And I was pissed. I wanted it to happen overnight. I was a typical New Year's resolutioner. And here I am today, five, six years later, living my best self because I did things slow and controlled. Once, All right. And again, there's snow blowing in the background. So I'm going to leave this podcast where it's at. But again, I hope it helps you guys. And feel free to comment below or DM me on Instagram and let me know if you find this useful. All right. I hope everyone has a great week and happy new year. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. So it's been a while. It's been since January since we did a podcast and I'm going to kind of elaborate why and how many things have changed since January and it's just been really hectic and crazy for me. So to start off, I did get married in January, January 18th, 2022. I had a Walt Disney World wedding, which was amazing. And I was gone for two weeks, had my honeymoon down there. Um, Super magical, super amazing and so much fun. Then February came and I approached on becoming a Pilates instructor and that led me into quitting my full-time job and becoming a Pilates instructor and personal trainer, becoming just full-time fitness, which was very crazy, a little hectic and a little scary, but um, I did it. <laughs> and that's why my life has been a little crazy, very busy. Um, for the last five months, it's just been insane. And I made this podcast originally to help inspire and help kind of answer some questions for some people who need help with losing weight, getting on track, figuring out why it's not working for them and all the things. Well, there's been a turn of events where I am now a full-time personal trainer, full-time Pilates instructor. I quit my job of May of May 26th. Yeah, May 26th, 2022. So that was the day I was officially full-time fitness. So it is currently right now June 14th. So it's still very early into me being full-time fitness right now. But I did, on top of all the craziness of after getting back from my wedding, my honeymoon, um, starting a whole new certification for coming home to Pilates instructor, 
quitting my job, kind of all the things. Um, I signed up for a half marathon (laughs) and that half marathon takes place in Disney world and it's a wine and dine half marathon of 2022. And oh my gosh. So yeah, on top of all the things of my jobs and just kind of figure out my life and kind of going in a whole new direction of my life. Um, I am challenging myself and I have been challenging myself to run a half marathon and I want to kind of elaborate of why I'm doing that. And that's kind of where this podcast is going to kind of probably change a little bit of a direction of talking about a lot of my training styles, what how my week's going with my training. And I'm hoping to help kind of reach out to those runners who are listening to podcasts, listen to me as their runner runs. Because honestly, that is what's been doing it for me. That's what it's been helping me is listening to a podcast as I'm running. Um, it's been very, very helpful and it helps me run my longer distances because it keeps my mind kind of thinking and engaging in a conversation even though I'm not talking. So that's the one interesting thing about these podcasts. So anyhow, I am running a half marathon in Disney World of 2022, which is it just it's absolutely insane. It's in November. It's just I can't believe I'm going back to Disney. <laughs> like I just got back, it feels like. It's just so exciting. Um Running is not my thing, and people are going to be like, well, why are you doing this? Well, there comes to a point where I was overweight as a child, and I was very heavy. I was obese. I was just, I was the heaviest I've ever been in my life, and that's how I grew up, and I was unable to be physically fit in like a gym class setting, so I would go to gym class in grade school hate my life there. I would be miserable because I wasn't athletic. I was not coordinated and I could not do anything really. And I always blamed it on my weight. And that was always my excuse. My weight, I can't do this and I can't do that. And honestly, it is 100% the truth. I mean, I was very, very heavy. I was not physically capable of doing things that other kids could do at that age. And I feel like my childhood kind of really suffered because of that, to be honest. And there was a run in middle school that I absolutely dreaded. And it was, I believe, once a month. And it was called the fun run. And there would be cones outside of the school. And when I saw the cones outside the school, I knew I needed to skip school that day or skip that class and not go to gym that day because I did not feel comfortable running that run. And I've done it in the past. I did it before uh, before I knew what it was. And I ran, I believe it was an 18-minute mile. It was 18 minutes and 50 seconds. I remember that number. And I can never forget that number. Because that's literally what it was like for me to run. And I remember, this is how bad it was. I was in gym. And in middle school, gym classes, I think 45 minutes or 44 minutes, at least in the school that I went to. And the gym teacher says you should be more than capable of running this run. It's only one mile. So you should be able to get it done quickly and fast. So you have time to recover. So you're not as sweaty and gross for your next class. Well, I had gym first period. So that was bright and early in my day running that damn mile run, which was terrible. And I was the last one there. I was the last one. Last one 
running that run. It was humiliating, defeating, and honestly, it was just, it's such a letdown, such a letdown. I still, to this day, hate the word fun run, (laughs) honestly. Um, I hate the feeling I had, and it gives me goosebumps to this day, and it still bothers me very much of the feeling that I had when I had to run that race and run that run for that class. And it just got me so sick to my stomach. Now, on top of me doing an eight minute, I mean, 18 minute run, um, I was about to throw up too. Like I was so out of shape. I couldn't even handle doing a mile. So when you're out of shape and you're, when you're that physically out of shape, usually you have an upset stomach or you know you're pushed yourself too hard, your heart rate's too high, all the things your body's not used to. It's very foreign to you when you first start doing your journey um, with any type of weight loss journey is it feels like it's like a shock on your body and that's what it was. And I had that first period of the day and I had to make it through the whole day of school and having people make fun of me because I was just so, 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 so out of shape. And I was, my body was in such a shock. I was disgusting, drenched head to toe in sweat. It was humiliating. So that is how I got into doing this. Is <laughs> because of that feeling that I had. That feeling of feeling defeated and feeling so disgusted with myself. Is That was really honestly even the setting point of my fitness journey was doing that class, that seventh grade middle school class, 8 a.m., bright and early, that damn fun run. That was the beginning of my fitness journey. And that was really the the mark of something's got to change. And then obviously I've explained in other podcasts of why I did what I did. I did it for other people pretty much to lose weight. I've almost starved myself at one point. Um, I did everything very, very unhealthy um, when I was in high school. So again, different story, different podcast for a different date. But that is the glimpse of my beginning of my journey. Now, what intrigued me to run Disney was I was supposed to do it in 2020, November of 2020. And the whole world shut down in March of 2020. I was still training with my husband on quarantine outside going for runs and we were only supposed to do a 10k that was the original plan um I was struggling running the 10k I was struggling training for the 10k because my husband goes into a different pace than I do he can run a seven minute mile and I averagely to this day run a 10 minute mile so obviously a huge improvement from when I was when I was a kid, but, um, I still, I classify myself as more of a slower runner and, um, I'm okay with that. That's just, that's my pace. Um, sometimes I will go to 11 minutes or sometimes even 12 if it gets that bad and not hot outside. It really just depends on the environment that I'm in. I think that kind of goes for every single runner. Um, my husband, no, he runs a fast mile and he's a hard person for me to train with. And honestly, it's so hard to this day because he pushes me so hard that I get into a very quick, breathless state very fast. And when you're running a half marathon, you're running these long distances, you don't want to be in a breathless state. You want to be more into a talkative state where you can still have a full on conversation so you can comfortably finish and complete this race. 
So that is kind of where I'm at right now, where training of him back in March of 2020 was interesting and kind of fun and really harsh on me, but it was good because it brought me to where I am now. Now, in March of 2022 is when the registration came out for Run Disney for the half marathon or just wine and dine in general weekend. And I told myself, I'm just going to go for the damn half marathon. Screw the 10K. I was supposed to do it. Never did it because the whole world shut down and it got canceled. Um, So screw that. I'm just going to go for the full marathon, half marathon. And here we are today. I considered my day one training yesterday. As of yesterday, my day one training has begun. Now, what I mean by day one training is that's when I'm starting to do my distances outside. So right now, for the last few months, I've been running on the treadmill. The highest I've ever gotten on the treadmill was six miles. And I'm a-okay with that. I think that's more than efficient to get myself kind of started and get my conditioning back on track. Um... Now that I'm going outside, my runs are much harder, on, in my opinion. It's much harder on alpha salt, on the concrete, on grass, or just in general on the heat of the day, the weather, the wind. So the nature of everything is just, it's so much more difficult to run outdoors than it is indoors. And indoors, you get to control the climate and everything. You get to control the temperature. And it's just, when you're in that 80-degree heat and it's humid it makes you that much more exhausted. So that's why I consider yesterday my day one of training. I did a two mile run outside. Average pace was around 10 minutes and 30 seconds, which is really good for me, honestly, considering it's my first real two mile run really outside nonstop. Um, I try not to stop, walk, stop, walk. I really um, don't or mean run, walk, run, walk. <laughs> I really try not to do that. Um, I really try to just kind of power through and keep myself going unless I really feel that I cannot handle doing it. So um, the first I've ever gone was four miles with no walking, just complete four miles, just straight through. Um, so that's the plan. We're going to try to get to four miles straight through by the end of June with no stopping. That, that is my goal. That's my plan. And then hopefully by in July, we'll get to five miles, August 6th, and then September 7th. So that is my goal. I know Run Disney is more lenient. They do believe in a run-walk method for some of them. Um, and I know it's very popular to do so. So I'm not saying that's a problem. I'm not saying you cannot do that. It's just for my preference. I really want to challenge myself. and I really want to get the best time I could get and really be underneath that 16-minute pacer time that they that they have for those races. So for Run Disney, you have to have a minimum or no, maximum of 16 minutes of a mile. So you cannot be over 16 minutes. Otherwise, you're going to get disqualified and they're going to boot you out. So I also want to take, obviously, pictures of some characters. I mean, who doesn't? That's why you're doing Run Disney is you're trying to give you the experience of Run Disney. Stop, take a photo of a character on the things. So that's why I'm really kind of being hard on myself of gaining this time really good of keeping a 10-minute pace at this whole half marathon. That is my goal. I don't know if it's really going to fully happen, but that is my plans. Um, my training schedule right now is I'm running two to three times a week to start, and then I'm going to gradually get to about three to four coming in maybe mid-July, early August. So that is my plan. I'm also strength training on top of it. So 
between my runs of doing that, I'm also strength training two days a week, and I'm also doing Pilates up to two to three times a week as well to try to get my body really adapted and well, lean toned and everything. So um, this is what I'm doing. And I honestly, I really enjoy looking forward to doing something and training myself for a purpose of a race or training myself knowing that what I'm going to accomplish. And it's not just a physical thing. It's also a huge mental thing for me, as I said, of my childhood of getting over that mile alone for me was huge when I did that in the past. And now here I am going to do a half marathon and it's just going to be like such a shock for me and such a huge mental thing. So um, I do have hopes to complete maybe a full marathon in 2024 and maybe do a dopey challenge. Um, I'm really having so much fun right now at the Run Disney community. People are so sweet, so nice, so encouraging. And that's the thing that makes this race so much different than others is really the community it brings with. And people enjoy the same things as you. Everyone's a Disney nerd here. Everyone likes going to Disney and on top of it, they're pushing themselves, either challenging themselves to do better for their physique or they're just pushing yourself because it's fun or just all the things. And that's what makes this race so much different. And that's why I kind of really gravitated towards it so much more than any other race. Um, so, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I wanted to share that on here because I know I haven't been on here in a little bit. And I would like to start getting on my weekly podcasts of my training and how it's going. So this is where the new direction of this is going to really go. Of course, there's going to be also still fitness-related things. I'm also going to talk about my Pilates certification that I just did back in March. So, And I am right now teaching about 20 classes a week of Pilates reformer classes, which is super intense and insane. So it's really fun. It's just been absolutely amazing the last few months for me and um I just wanted to share that on here and in hopes to get this podcast up and going again so thank you so much for listening today I know it was a short one um but stay tuned for next week and I'll let you guys know how week one of training goes outside all right I'll see you guys later bye-bye